Okay, we're here today uh, chatting beer with a couple of local uh, renowned beer writers. Um, we've got uh, David Ort, who is the author of the Canadian Craft Beer Cookbook, and we've got Ben Johnson, uh, author of Ben's Beer Blog. Uh, welcome to uh, the Bartala Podcast, guys. Thanks, Cass. Good to be Thanks. here. Indeed. Thanks. Um, so we're here to talk the Golden Tap Awards. Um, for those who don't know, the Golden Tap Awards are an awards event that I created uh, many years ago, first to recognize uh, beer in Toronto, but in recent years to expand to uh, encompass all of Ontario. And um, we, uh, I, uh, based upon Ben's suggestion, um, thought it would be good to have uh, a podcast about the Golden Taps because as the awards have grown and become a thing, if you, if you will, in the, the beer world in Ontario. There's also created some uh, interesting opinions about uh, beer awards and their value to the scene and uh, people's participation in them. So I thought um, I'd kick things off by turning it over to uh, you two guys because um, it was, a, it was a, a great and interesting suggestion on your part, Ben, to uh, get together and talk about awards, but maybe I'll let you guys start about what's prompted uh, your uh, discussions on social media about the, the taps in the first place. Yeah, okay, maybe some context. Uh, David sort of tweeted something about like uh, the self-promotion that happens around the Golden Tap Awards where people basically ask for votes. And I am sh absolutely shameless in doing that as the two-time defending Golden Tap Award winner is the best Ontario right beer writer. Just a little plug there. <laughs> so we started a conversation in our Twitter DMs. David slid up in my DMs, and we started talking about awards generally and realized it was kind of an interesting conversation. Yeah, I think it was. Um, it started off as if it was going to be more of an argument, but I think Ben and I both kind of saw that the other one of us had some good points and some interesting things to say, and we're really happy for the forum to kind of hash that out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I'm right, but it's just funny. That we did. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, oh, I don't know. You want to kick it off with self-promotion? Because that seemed to be what started the argument. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead? So I guess first I should say that I'm, I'm not a writer who thinks that all oh, marketing is dirty. Um, as writers, we self-promote all the time. We say to followers, hey, look at this thing I wrote. I think you'll enjoy reading it. Um, I, I think that awards are a special case um, where I really like the value that somebody is getting from clicking on that link um, I think has to be taken into account before a writer, a brewer, a bar says to their followers like, hey, um, can, you, can you toss me a vote? Uh, can I interrupt whatever you were doing, take time away from your day to ask you to vote for me? Uh, I think that's what kind of started us down this this path. Yeah, but for me, it's like you're not really like you're not calling them at six o'clock and during dinner time to ask for a vote. Like they're already on Twitter. I mean, for writers, I think it's different because like if we don't self promote, like what are we doing? Like our, our articles just go out there in the interwebs anyway, so we may as well just be like, hey, you're reading my stuff already. Click here. Um, yeah, that's my opinion. Anyway. So I think my biggest problem with it actually is that it's bad marketing. Um, and here's why. So I took a look at the winners. 
I, I kind of had a sense that they were this way, but I took a look at the list. Uh, Uncast is extremely well-designed site, by the way. That's uh, an excellent, excellent design for that site. Thank you, David. Um, Did you do the design or something, David? <laughs> no, no, oh. no, no self-promotion there, Ben. Okay, okay. Um, but best brewer in Ontario since 2004, three breweries have won it. Mill Street had a, had a stretch, a dynasty, and then Bose had a dynasty, and then Great Lakes is on a current run. And so when there are like 12 other Ontario breweries that are putting out the self-promotion for that award this year, um, I think it's, it's, it's not very thoughtful marketing on their part. They probably don't have a chance of winning no matter how much they spam their followers. Um, so they could instead do something creative and interesting. They could like throw a party. They could, um, you know, By do a, a great YouTube video that like would be more um, worthy of my attention and time than just uh, a hey, throw me your vote tweet, right? So, David, um, so you don't like the you don't like the laziness of it. Yeah, I think I don't like the thoughtlessness either. I think that you know there was a, probably an internal one-person conversation or, or a company-wide conversation at, at these breweries and bars, and they said, you know, well, the awards are happening. we got to put up some social media to get votes. Uh, when they should have been saying, like, if we don't do something really awesome, Great Lakes is going to win again this year. Mm-hmm. So, David, it's not so much that you have a concern with people asking for votes. It's you'd rather see more creative ways of doing that or, yes. in, a, in, another, in other words, trying to win versus just tossing out um, yeah don't phone it in just comments yeah. about hey why don't you vote for me right yes um, and, and bring me some value like you're probably not gonna inform many readers but you might create a community you might entertain readers um, I think Ben's done I must admit a pretty good job of that with his ludicrous campaign this year thank you uh, but like everybody else it's just like you know hey, the Golden Taps are happening. You should vote for us. Uh, and I'd like to see more. I'd like to see, I'd like to see more interesting stuff. And yeah. I know that it's there because all the time I see uh, Ontario breweries and bars doing great, great marketing. Yeah. Well, Dave, I'd have to agree with you because, I mean, the fact is, is that the Golden Taps are a popularity contest. That's what any Democratic vote is. But what yep. would be nice to see more of is why... Uh, a, a particular con- candidate thinks that they should win, and because yeah. otherwise, you're right, it'll it'll fall to sort of what happens, what tends to be more of the top of mind or known um, candidates out there versus the ones that might be doing something really interesting but need to actually make everybody else aware of what they're doing. That's award worthy, right? So, David, you mentioned that like there's not a lot of parity in terms of like who's winning. Would you right. say that's like a fault of this awards, or are you saying that this award is like accurately accurately reflecting who's best, and it was those three, four breweries? Um, I wasn't drinking much craft beer in 2005, 2006, so I don't want to comment about that kind of Mill Street early era. Um, but and, and I think they were, was, the only, they were the only ones, so they just kept winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have a question, just not to get us off track here, but Cass, yeah. Yeah. do you have like a, a working definition for craft brewery? What would happen? What would happen if Mill Street won this year? Well, I mean, I struggle with with that kind of thing. Um, I mean, I don't I'll mean, mean it. 
I don't mean to get us off the rails, but I'm no. going to open up the most heated debate in <laughs> craft beer. I know. Well, I suppose perhaps um, I should follow the two-time Golden Tap Award winning Ben Johnson's definition that just was released, um, yeah, which yeah. was a fairly good uh, summation. But, you know, I'll be totally candid with you guys. I, um, I mean, the awards, in my mind, I want to represent what I believe is um, pushes what is sort of that kind of, I mean, independent sort of, I hate to air quote, craft beer scene. Yep. I've never had to, had a, I've never had a case where a, a bigger brewer or one that isn't, doesn't fall into what I would call just the common everyday beer guy or girl definition of craft beer win. So I've never had to sort of worry about somebody trying to stuff the ballot that came that would try to, that would come in from a space that wasn't generally accepted as craft. So thankful for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I it hasn't something that it isn't something I've had to address because Mill Street hasn't come close to winning since the days where they did win. And back then, Ben's <laughs> right, there wasn't much else out there. So yeah. I credit the people that do vote. They you know, they tend, they, the winners are, are clearly popular, but I don't feel like they're sort of egregious representation of what is the quality of beer in the marketplace. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, there's, I can think of instances where the, you know, where the democratic approach perhaps doesn't work and I don't want to fault them for being good at self-promotion, but like when Bose keeps winning the, uh, the collaboration thing because they're you know they're out there with like iPads being like hey vote for us yeah maybe yeah. like that kind of you know tilts the the nature of a democratic vote but I guess you know with the with the golden tap boards at least it's like people actually have to go and vote on their own they're not just like being handed a an iPad at a festival although I might do that now that I said it it sounds like a great oh. idea yeah I mean I've <laughs> I've tried to make it so the it's not easy to, to to stuff the ballots like back in the old days um, the, the golden taps used to be a drop down menu because I could basically cram every single nominee into a menu bar now it's almost impossible to keep track of everybody that could conceivably be a nominee so you actually have to go and put a lot of work into it and it's easy to spot the ones that um, where somebody has just typed in bows into every single vote category <laughs> and those ones I just strike because I know and they that, sign it Steve Bushing. <laughs> yeah because those ones I mean I've seen instances of that already where you know a particular small brewer will have a voter and they'll be they'll vote for them across every single category and clearly that's just an attempt at stuffing it so those ones I always strike the record but Bose has continued to still be on top even with the elimination of those kind of votes in the past and that sort of raises, I think, another interesting idea for uh, for breweries and for bars is that instead of promoting yourself, like promote somebody else, like a new brewery in a category that you're not competing in, and you'll get your fans on the page anyway where they can vote for you in best brewery, right? Um, and, and you'll get the goodwill of being seen to go out there and, you know, maybe not promote one candidate as best new brewery, but, you know, talk about five different ones over the span of a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, I like when, so I get to see, cause I'm also, I have been part of the editor circle for the golden tap boards as well. So I get to see there's some beer industry, like 
people that work at breweries on that panel. And it's interesting to see when they talk up bars. I like that. Like if more if more breweries were like, oh, this was a great event at this bar in like Guelph, or this was a great bar in Hamilton that not all people talk about. I'd like to see more of that because then it could be like a learning thing. I'm not just like, I'm not just, oh, there's a tweet asking for a vote. It's like, huh, that's a tweet yeah. that's about a bar I've never been to. Yeah, I mean, I love that because I feel like that's, it legitimizes more the value of these awards, which is really just what I'm striving for with every passing year is that they become, they see, they're seen, seen as legitimate and seen as something that people value and people want to win. And yeah, I agree. The, the more that, that those can promote themselves alongside their counterparts in the industry makes it for a better, uh, a better overall scenario because the whole point is to celebrate the good things that are happening in beer. And that's, that's all I want to do out of this. And uh, Cass, you made a pretty big change this year, dropping the cask categories. Can you like what was the thinking there? Why did you, why did you go that route? Well, you know what I, uh, I felt like the awards were getting a bit. I mean, I, they they were getting a little heavy in terms of all the categories. To be honest, I, I think we were with the editor circle. We were, I believe, up over twenty um, categories and. I really like the editor circle because I feel like it it allows us to recognize those niche things that just would never get a popular vote or the the critical mass of a popular vote. Um, but as I as I reflected on sort of where Cask is um, in I would I, in this day and age for beer, you know, there a number of years ago when Cask Days first started, I mean. I'm, I'm, you guys can disagree with me. Cask was sort of a, it was kind of like a catch-all for interesting beer because, you know, when you had a cask on, it tended to be a one-off. It tended to be something unique, and it was a, almost like a, became a way that people could get into craft beer. It would be via cask, and then over the years, I saw that cask just even though it still has a presence, it doesn't seem to be the thing that a lot of brewers use as a way to lead consumers into their portfolios or into beer. It's just beer. And I saw less and less of a delineation between cask beer and just regular quote-unquote beer uh, in the craft world. So I decided to drop it and focus the emphasis back onto just craft beer rather than then have a cask and a specific non-cask um, award uh, split. So we'll see how it goes, but I just feel like kind of the, the world of, of craft today, cask still plays a role, but it's not quite as critical of a piece anymore because I think generally there's a little bit more um, savviness about craft beer um, out there. What do you guys think about that? No, I'm down. I'm team carbonation. I mean, cask is... <laughs> Cask is okay once in a while. I, I honestly I don't understand the people the people that go crazy for it. But it, like you said, like cask used to be kind of like a wacky thing, but now it's like you go into a bar and it's like their their cask is like somebody's ma- like flagship beer. They just happen to do a cask version of it. It's like oh we've got Tank House on cask. Oh yeah. sweet, I'll have well, something yeah. else then. I yeah, think I think there's also um, you know different different branches in the tree now, right? There's nitro. Um, and the people who are diehard cask fans tend to be a little bit older, a little bit more devoted to British styles. Um, 
and it's still traditional and it's still important. And uh, if I'm going to a restaurant that has, you know, like three regular beer taps and one one cask, I'll usually get the cask to see how well they're pouring it and stuff like that. But you're right, cask. I don't think it's the the leading edge of craft beer these days. Yeah, I think if a I mean, any brewery I can think of off the top of my head that debuts, their beer will, whatever beer they have, interesting or not, would be regular draft and or packaged format right out of the gate. It wouldn't be cask anymore. And so it just felt like maybe sort of cask as a thing has uh, is just sort of faded a little bit. And uh, and I, uh, I, I dropped those. And then what I did was I actually added another award where I split the newcomer because there's so, since there's such newness in the scene and people are opening all the time, I wanted to recognize that. So I split, I split it between breweries and bars to uh, be able to award uh, the best new brewery and the best new bar uh, at the same time, which I thought would be a nice way to, again, demonstrate or to showcase what is, what is more relevant and current in this day and age and that is the explosive growth of the scene yeah and those are the categories too that i pay well i pay attention to all the categories but like the ones that are going to change how i drink in say september are going to be those categories because you know like there might be somebody who wins best new brewery and i'm like wow i haven't tried enough of their beers yet so gotta get my hands on whoever it is right yeah, and I, I I love the idea that they're gonna it's it's always gonna be a new winner every year as well, uh, because sometimes, admittedly, some of our categories have have had many repeat winners year over year, and it's nice that that at least a couple will be guaranteed to turn over every every year. I feel like everyone loves a three-peat, though. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have to keep your campaign going, Ben, in order to. In order to see if that's going to be a realization. It's difficult. People are writing books out there. I mean, shit. <laughs> I wanted to bring up another thing that, I, that you guys had, uh, had, had shot over, which is actually one of the things that's always been a hot button for me in the awards world, and that is the idea of paid, uh, pay-to-play for awards. Um, in my day-to-day business marketing, uh, that's the norm that all uh, – marketing and advertising awards you have to pay to have your uh, work considered and that's the case with certain ones with uh, in beer too but I've I've never been a fan of that um, but I'd love to hear your guys thoughts on that because I um, I think it takes away from the the openness of an awards but at the same time I realize why they do it yeah I wrote about this a little bit for my blog recently it's, I like it I'm off two minds of this. I mean, I understand that awards aren't free generally. There is some overhead, but I think it's gotten to a point where, like, where there's something like, uh, I don't want to pick on the CBAs, but, like, where there's so many categories and people pay to enter, I think it's almost like it's not really, like, an award. They're not seeking the award or the gratification of an award so much as, like, a calculated marketing expense. You're like, well, if I pay X amount of dollars to enter the awards, you know, I'll pick the one that, I could probably win, then I can tout that beer as, you know, the best stout in Canada for the next year and my sales will go up X. Maybe that's cynical, but I think that's kind of how people have come to see these like pay to enter awards or a lot of them. Yeah, but like 
I, I think as we started this conversation by talking about how the voter-based awards are about marketing, it's just a less certain calculation, right? It's like, do I want to spend this many hours trying to get people to vote for me in order to get the benefit of winning a Golden Tap Award, right? Um, but do you really think that the, the people who are winning Golden Tap Awards are the people that market themselves the hardest? Like, do you think there's like, like I'm, I have an aggressive campaign because it's funny to me and I'm just kind of being a dick. But like, do you think people are like, do you think people are like, I voted because that guy tweeted the most or this brewery tweeted the most? I think there's like, I think it's like a pretty fair People's Choice Awards, don't you? Um, yeah, in, in general, it is a fair People's Choice Award. But I think that like, um, you know, when you see like changes in who wins Best Brewery from year to year, the year that Bose won, was that, were they better than Great Lakes? And then did Great Lakes improve their beer in order to beat them the next year? I, I think it was probably more about marketing in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, it, this, I, I always go back to like, it's tricky because there's no other way to win. Like, um, you know, it's been very important to me that we have the awards be democratic based. I, I sort of came up with that tagline, Ontario's most democratic beer awards. But a quarter of the awards aren't where I have the editor's choice awards where those were specifically made to sort of balance out that issue that that you brought up david which is i mean yeah is over year to year gray lakes changed to to best bows not quite sure but at the same time we saw lots of breweries that that in in our minds at least across the other circle did do a better job than some of the winners and we gave them awards anyway so yeah i feel like you know i struck a nice balance between what the voting ones can do and then the editor's choice which can help to almost um, kind of balance it out and right-size the, um, the winners from year to year with uh, hopefully giving out ones to deserving um, bars, breweries, and beers that may not have ever garnered the, the kind of vote needed to win. Absolutely. And I think that like uh, the paid awards um, have problems, but they also have things going for them, right? Like, I, I don't know the details of what they use the entry money for or how, or even how it's much hookers, tend hookers to and cocaine. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that's that. Ben, by the way, if everybody's that's what I've heard. Um, but like the benefits there are that they have, you know, uh, certified judges tasting blind. Um, and, and we know the people judging the awards are tasting the beer. The other problem with them obviously is that the beer that they're tasting is specially brewed just for the awards. Uh, so the expectation is that they're following the same recipe, but you know, they're being extra careful. And from talking to brewers, it's absolutely true that they're extra careful to make sure that their good stuff goes into, into the OBAs and the CBAs. Um, so there's that, there's that downside to them too, right? Yeah, I think that's a huge downside, honestly, because like a lot of the times it's like you're judging to style, which is like, okay, this may be the most amazing beer you've ever had, but if it's not exactly per style guidelines, then it's not going to win best in that category. And so that, like, I like that, you know, something like the Golden Taps is like best beer. It's just like, this is the best beer. It's not like, this is exactly like the style and it's exactly what I expected to drink when, like, I don't, I don't think I necessarily want to drink like 
Yeah, that's exactly a pilsner. That must be the best possible pilsner I could drink. Like, I think the interesting beers are the ones that kind of surprise you and kind of go outside of style. So I think there's a flaw there in the sense that they're often judged to style. Yeah. And I just, I feel like sometimes, I think those judge, the judged awards in beer have their place. But, I mean, whoever refers to a beer as a herb, vegetable, and spice beer when they're just sitting around a bar? Like, it's... <laughs> I often it's, ask, what is your... What is your herb, vegetable, spice cask offering? <laughs> I know, like it's like it's a little bit ridiculous, and I mean, but I get that it's it's clinical and it's sort of, I mean, it's it's specific for a reason, and I think the Golden Tap acts as a bit of a foil for that because uh, anybody can can cast a vote and have a say, and that's not the case with judge awards. It takes an awful lot to get to that point, and there's a reason for that. But this is the award for people that just like to walk into their local bar or brewery because now there's so many on every corner um, and support who you like. So I think it's kind of a nice, it's a nice that, that, that both, that all the kinds that coexist reasonably successfully in the, in the beer scene right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Dave, I heard that you had an idea for a, f- a format change for voting. Yeah, so when Ben and I were back and forth on this, it wasn't that I was saying this would be like the way to go for the Golden Taps, but I think I love a lot of stuff about the Golden Taps Awards, and, and the democratic nature is is uh, first and foremost in that in that list. Um, the thing that tell them about all the things you hate. You said, remember? You no, no, I had. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Again, um, uh, so the you know the the pinch point on it though is that people are funneled into voting through this two or three week period at the end of August. Um, and I think instead, if I were, you know, uh, overlord of the beer universe, the way that I would run a democratic, uh, beer award system. That should be a category by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Top overlord. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Best, best stroker of, uh, of a cat in that very frightening (laughs) chair. It's Jordan St. John. I can already picture it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all right. Um, what what I would do is I would say, at some point, well away from the awards, um, I would say publicly, who wants to be a judge? Who wants to get a ballot to vote in these categories? Sometime in February or March, uh, and, and like see if you can get a sponsor to provide a prize that only. You know, people who are at least moderately interested in beer are going to enjoy, um, and and have everybody sign up for this. And so, if you get two hundred people signing up, uh, once the time for the awards roll around six months later, you randomly select twenty percent of them, and you send them an email ballot that uh, invites them to vote in all the categories that you want to have. Uh, and I think that way, you can do stuff like pre-screening out brewery employees you can do stuff like um making sure that people only vote once uh you can do stuff like making sure that they're interested enough to sign up in february to vote in august um and and like i know it's a bit of extra work and there's a bit of extra risk because what if like nobody signs up but i think that's the way at least again if i were designing things from scratch totally backseat driving it that i would kind of set up a a democratic beer award system. Sounds like jury duty. 
<laughs> enter enter the pool and you get called. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah know, maybe if you like, if you buy beer, you like have a one in four hundred chance of getting like a black token in your six pack that says you have to a golden ticket in honor yeah. of Gene Wilder, rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> you know, David, that's I mean, it's a really interesting thought. Um, I mean, because I've I've always bandied about ways of trying to sort of normalize, I guess, the the voting period, like whether it's been a longer voting season which I've done in some years where it's been almost two months, two and a half months to, to vote. Um, and I guess the thing is, is that what, I mean, what I strive for, and I'm, I'm, this is totally blunt, is to me the, the talk value is important to the uh, legitimacy of the awards. And, and so what I, what I try to do, I mean, the reason that it's a shorter time frame is that it actually, it actually forces everybody to talk about it in a reasonably short time frame because um, it's now or never and I think that I mean I I think what y- your option would help to yeah give a maybe cleaner voting pool but I feel like maybe some of that excitement of the chatter which is something that I'm after yep. would uh, would not be there so here's an idea what if you just had one category that was like a people's choice category that people talked about and um, so you didn't have like breweries campaigning for the design award, um, and they were just all focused on vote for me for the people's choice category. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, because like there again, you see like the issue of, or I see the issue of breweries who probably don't have a chance, kind of throwing out the the uh, vote for me vote, the vote for me tweets. Um, I don't know. I like. I kind of like that. It's like, I mean, you you brought up the counterpoint that this is what sales are for, but it's kind of a measure of your reach, right? Like, maybe you're not the best beer in Ontario, but you know, if you're out there promoting yourself to such an extent that people think you are, then this award recognizes, like, okay, you guys are doing that right. I don't know. Maybe that's a shitty way to think about it because it's not necessarily going to recognize the best beer, but but there you get into like this Goldilocks problem of like. You want to be craft, so that means kind of niche. Right. But you also want to recognize the business that's the best at dominating that niche, right? Like, it comes back to that problem of what if some brewery who we think of as not being craft decides to devote the resources to winning the award, right? Yeah, I've, I feel like there's, you know, if, if I was running the Golden Taps in, say, California. You are a cast. Sorry, I mean, if I was running it in California... <laughs> I think there'd be a lot more sort of philosophical struggles like that because the the chasm between big craft and little craft is, I'd say, much larger. And you would have these big craft breweries that, I mean, you can argue their craftiness based on ownership, but also just on their size that would that could almost dominate with one tweet. And uh, I feel like it would be much 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 more challenging in a market like that to sort of strike the balance of you know of representing the little guys and the big guys all at the same time that I think we were able to do with taps that might not be the case in some of the markets down in the states yeah yeah i true. mean even if you look at the 2010 brewers association cutoff for craft that was 2 million barrels like i don't think we have any craft breweries in canada that are over two million barrels, right? So 
Well, at that point, it was was just Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams that were doing that, right? Right. So, like, to Cass's point, if it was in the United States and, like, for some reason there was a craft beer awards where, like, Sam Adams was involved, they upped the the definition of craft to 6 million barrels just for them. So, like, their reach is, like, mind-blowing. And you get stone involved, too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I guess that's – we don't really have that problem yet, which is a good – and a bad thing. It would be nice if we had more craft beer, but I guess it's nice in the sense that we don't have any, we don't have too many like big craft guys that we're all arguing about. Like Mill Street at least was nice enough to uh, be purchased by AB InBev so that we don't even have to make the argument in my opinion, yep, you're not craft anymore, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, anything else, guys, that you want to talk about, about the taps or awards in general? I really like the Best Beer of the Festival Award. I think that's a good incentive for people to go to the event and try everything that's on on tap there yeah it was mm-hmm. just kind of it I, it developed a couple of years ago when i mean the awards fest has evolved over time originally i i wanted it to be you know unique kind of different beers and then i sort of said to some of the brewers well you know give us the beer that that you think is one of your better beers and don't give us the crazy ones because it made the lineup almost too, uh, too strange at times. And then um, adding the best to the fest just kind of not only gives everybody a reason to participate at the event, but um, keeps the quality of the beers that we get fairly high because breweries have a chance to win an award um, right at the event. So, um, you know, sometimes in the past we used to get these really strange random beers that would never get drank. And now we have a pretty good... Uh, good lineup because everybody knows that there's a chance to win then too which is pretty cool mm, it's just, it, you do have a good lineup of beer at this event and you sell full size pints after a certain time which I very much appreciate well I've, <laughs> I've, I've learned my lesson I mean it's hard to believe that this been, it's been 14 this is now it's 14th year that the taps have been around and yeah I mean I, I try to reflect it as the event that I would want to go to and so there's sampling for those that want to sample and then there's pints for people to want to drink pints. And it's free admission. There's no tickets required. And so it's kind of accessible to everybody, which is kind of the whole idea of the taps themselves. So um, should be another fun night. Uh, we've got a good lineup of beers this year, and uh, we'll have to see who wins. I'm surprised there's no, like, underground betting on this. Like, I'm just thinking we should do a Well, it would probably be a little bit sleazy to do a pool if you're in the running. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're part of the editor, well, if you organize it, Cass, it would definitely be sleazy. But yeah, I think I need to stay away from that kind of thing. But yeah. um, you know, <laughs> if people want to do other things and uh, leverage the popularity of the taps, go right ahead. I'm all for it. Ben, do you have a do you have a pick for the uh, for some of the awards? Maybe brewery newcomer. You know, I've got some like I was thinking about this today because it's maybe problematic that it's, it's still pretty Toronto centric. I mean, Cass has done his best to get things outside of outside of toronto but like uh, like well, as most people know i moved to, back to london ontario recently so i've been actually like checking out smaller town breweries by necessity but uh the brewery um in seaforth ontario called half hours on earth they're making some like really cool funky stuff Fuck, was that was my pick you know, Damn you. shouldn't ask me first or but uh you, you know it's just like a couple like he's a brewer full-time she has a job and that's it and like I don't know how much love they're going to get at the Golden Tap Awards, but like as a newcomer, they're killing it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like they're who's, who's your pick, wins. David? Um, so there are a couple that I've got kind of on my list that I'm not sure if they're still newcomers, 
Um, does Folly still count as a newcomer? If not, I'll I'll They're so old. them for for brew pub. Um, <laughs> Halo's really good too. Both of those are yeah good Toronto centric picks. Center of the universe. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Like Half Hour on Earth, that I've heard great things about them. Yeah, they seem to be making waves, but I I haven't even tried it myself um, yet. I don't know if I if I've seen it anywhere in the city. That certainly doesn't hurt because you guys are talking about it and you haven't had it, so it's like got mystique. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I always re- like I always forget like who's new. I, I don't know. I always forget like when when did people open? Like I still remember going into Bellwoods when they were still like sawing things and trying their beer, and now they're like an old veteran. Yeah, yeah. I have to admit, yeah. I could probably use a little bit more detail on that for the for the benefit of the voters because there certainly are things that get voted for that are not within the last twelve months. It's sometimes right. hard to remember when people open, and even I have to go and verify it based upon whoever got the most amount of votes. So, yeah, maybe you keep, that one could do a drop down. That could be a drop down for sure. Yeah, I've always thought about. Often people have suggested to me to come up with nominations, and I I've always feel like that's such a dangerous zone because if I'm responsible for that, then uh, I have to bear all the criticism for who would be in and who would be out. So it's just easier to let everybody vote as a free for all and see what happens. And with that, and with that, <laughs> anything else, guys? Last call for. Uh, uh, any issues to table? Uh, where and when are the Golden Tap Awards this oh, year? Oh, glad you should ask that. So <laughs> uh, they are going to be held Thursday. So we have been on, on the Wednesday of Toronto Beer Week uh, in the past. So we're shifting a day. So it's going to be Thursday, September 22nd at Beer Bistro, uh, which is at King & Young in downtown Toronto. Um, the doors will be open at 5 o'clock, at which time... Uh, all the beers will be available in sample sizes. So we'll have all tap lines turned over, plus a bottle station, uh, being exclusively uh, Ontario craft beer. And then at 8 o'clock, I will hand out the awards, um, and uh, we'll continue to uh, serve all the beer in pint-sized form. But I think you can get a pint in the early period as well. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. I think Indy is running an after-party after the GTAs, which they did last year as well down at Pharmacy. Uh, so that'll be a fun little combo for those that want to make a night of it. Um, but yeah, That was a good time. Pharmacy is pretty awesome. Pharmacy is pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, so that's a good, uh, good double, double shot for, uh, for Thursday night of Beer Week. Hopefully people won't be too burned out um, with beer things. But um, the lineup of brewers is great. I've announced a couple on Twitter, and we've got a few more. Uh, they're going to be uh, announced soon, but all the basically everybody who's everybody is uh, is going to be there, which will be uh, great to see as always. And you have live red carpet coverage streaming. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll be periscoping, On Snapchat, periscoping, and uh, Instagram storying as much as possible. Nice, sick. So. Okay, guys. Well, it was really great to chat with you. Some interesting. Um, thoughts and uh, feedback uh so thank you very much for your time and hopefully um we'll see you guys at the the taps on the 22nd yeah for right. sure thanks Great. guys thanks yeah, guys good chatting guys later bye